Time to stop the chaos. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time to stop the chaos now. On Fundraising Heyday, we talk a lot about how grant seeking gets more complex every year. Make 2023 the year you finally get a system to track grant deadlines and information. It's time to stop the chaos with Grant Holster. It was developed for grant professionals by grant professionals, which makes all the difference. First month is always free. And Grant Holster is giving our listeners a 25% discount on the entire first year of your subscription. Just enter Heyday, all one word, H-A-Y-D-A-Y, as your coupon at checkout, and you'll get that amazing discount. And they have a hands-on demo at grantholster.com that lets you explore the platform on your own. But if you want someone to walk you through it, they also have folks that can do that. So if you've been struggling with spreadsheets, clunky applications with a million workarounds, or just keeping your deadlines on sticky notes, head over to grantholster.com and take a look. And remember to enter the coupon code HEYDAY at checkout to get your 25% discount for a full year. And stop the chaos. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, hello there. I am Kimberly Hayste Moga. And I'm Amanda Day. And you're listening to the Fundraising Heyday Podcast. We're here to help you make sense of the complex world of grant writing and fundraising, including how to raise money, how to win grants, and but work together to change philanthropy for the better. Yep. And I really expect this particular episode to have lots of references to songs and sound effects. I'm sorry, but it's true. Learning doesn't have to be boring, y'all. No, not at all. This podcast is brought to you by our season six sponsor, D.H. Leonard Consulting and Grant Writing Services. Their team can help make grants less stressful by assisting you with grant readiness and training, grant research, grant writing, mock review, as well as providing numerous DIY resources, guides, and templates. Don't let grants stress you out. Did you know that with every Fundraising Heyday episode, we create a coordinating blog post on their website, dhleonardconsulting.com. Check it out today. So here we are at the very end of season six. I honestly never thought it would last this long after just a casual offhanded remark over lunch in 2016. Girl, I took you seriously. And I you was did. So glad I did. Thank you. I was like, let's, let's go. Let's. So um, it's just hard to believe that it's been this long, right? Mm-hmm. Pre pre pandemic, way on back. Yes, yes. Also, shout out to the. Did they have kale chips and fries at the lunch place? Onion rings, onion rings, onion kale rings salad. Oh, I, I mean, it was stuff. And, and tons and tons of tea. So, yay! Shout out to caffeine. Yes, which we continue to caffeinate with our tea and maybe a little well timed product mm. placements i'm feeling your product placement grant holster we'd like to thank them for sponsoring <laughs> season six. Oh, we still slick so um before we jump into today's episode i just want to thank y'all again for all the support listening commenting leaving reviews over the years if you're new to fundraising heyday this will be i think an interesting and and not typical episode um of what we've experienced we just want to talk about and this again these are our opinions which yes. differ from the the total number of downloads 
Yes. Um, y'all are really into productivity tools and I'm not mad at you. Nope. I mean, I like a good productivity tool, but we were picking in honor of this anniversary. You know, we usually do our top 10 at yeah. the end of the year and we wanted to do our all time favorite top 10 episodes. So each of us chose five. If you're doing the math at home, that's how that, that's works. how that works. Yep. Yep. Soon season six is going to start with a bang. Um, by the time you have, will have listened to this episode, we will have been time travel. Okay. We will have been the official podcast of the 2023 Grant Summit. It's an annual conference yep. by the Grant Professionals Association. And this year is their 25 year anniversary. And so we were there. Yep. We interviewed all kinds of experts. And all of that fabulous content we got at the conference is going to be shared with you over the course of the first several episodes. So if you were not able to attend either in person or virtually and you feel like you've missed out, we are here to bring Grant Summit. And there will be a productivity episode. I'm just there, saying, by you. the queen, the empress of productivity, we're going to bring it to you. That we are. Yep. So, um, and also 2024, if you haven't heard yet, we got we to gotta say it. If you've heard it before, bear with us. But we are starting the fundraising Heyday Book Club in oh, January. Go to our website, heydayservices.com. It's where you can find all the information. But the plan is we will meet monthly over Zoom. We will get to see each other's faces and we can talk in the chat. And you can also hide your face if you're an introvert and don't want to be on camera. That's I'm 100% here for you. We don't yes. have to. You this don't have to. You this can participate in a way that makes sense for you. But we can talk and we can chat and we can answer questions and we will talk about the book for oh. the whole hour because oh, we don't talk about the book club and we will be alternating. Kimberly and I are making the picks. We will alternate between fiction and nonfiction books every month. Um, and it's just going to be a fabulous thing. So if you are a lover of good books, if you are a reader, if you are a grant professional, if you are not a grant professional, but you just love books and reading, come on over to the Heyday Book Club. It's a great way for you to support the podcast and all the work you do, right? Yeah. Yeah. We just wanted to find a way to, to build community connect with listeners and the the idea of doing like separate podcast episodes behind a paywall while a time-honored tradition for many many podcasts uh many of whom i i do listen to we just didn't feel like that was working for what we wanted to do so if you are thinking or have thought how can i support the podcast join the book club so it's a paid subscription there's monthly there's six month and there's 12 month and big surprise the 12 month is the best deal because math um and, <laughs> and that's not girl math that's real math no it's real math it's it's woman math it's, it's grown-up math <laughs> uh, and so again we do have sponsors that cover our production costs i want to be very clear and thank them and we we're just so incredibly grateful however what we don't have um, is any sort of revenue that pays us for our time and lining up guests and doing the research and recording the episodes and sending stuff out into the world. So if that is something you're interested in supporting, we welcome you. We invite you to join the book club in a way that makes sense for you. Absolutely. Yep. So let's jump into today's episode. Again, we are reviewing our personal top 10 favorite episodes of all time. But let's be clear, it's only through season six because we are not stopping here. Season seven is going to be here and hopefully many, many, many more seasons to come. So we're going to let you know what the episode is. We're going to tell you the season and the um, the, the season and the episode, episode number. number, what the title, if we had a guest, we'll talk about that and just basically share with you why we love that episode so much. So Kimberly, why don't you kick us off? Why don't I? So um for me, one of the one one of the episodes that's resonated so very, very deeply was actually all the way back into season three. 
episode three and where we and that was in the heart of the pandemic when things were i mean it was pre-vaccine it was scary but there are also a lot of people at home and so we were able to secure interviews with people that we probably wouldn't be able to secure today well i don't know we're i mean we are maybe now but we are the fundraising heyday too So this was um the, this was um an interview with two sisters Emily and Amelia Nagowski and co- colloquially known as the Burnout Sisters and they they authored Burnout the Secret to Unlocking the Stress Cycle which is a fantastic book like they were on GMA and I was just like hey we're doing this podcast can we well <laughs> what's so funny about that is because Kimberly and I. Um, are in a book club together, um, not not the fundraising Hattie book club, but we've been in a book club together for years, yep. and that was one of one of our um, fellow book club members had suggested that book, so we read it with book club. It was great, and it was amazing. And you know me, I'm not the biggest nonfiction reader, but I adored that book. <laughs> Understatement so, yes, of the century. I, I'm broadening my reach thanks to hanging out with this one here. Um, but anyway, so when Kimberly, Kimberly had literally suggested, why don't we ask? Because we're always like, what's the worst they do? Ignore us. Okay, let's try it. So she reaches out and I kid you not, the next morning, I turn the TV on and all my TV is Good Morning America and it's the Burnout <laughs> Sisters and I'm calling Kimberly going, they ain't going to say yes to us. They're on Good Morning America. Oh, we'll see about that. <laughs> and now it took some following up, but also I think uh, as a recovering development director, yes. I will say just extend an invitation and follow up gently in a way that makes sense because worst case scenario, they ghost you. Um, actually, the ultimate worst case scenario, I guess they make TikToks disparaging you and, and then all the children love them. But that's really not where we were going with this. But I mean, worst case scenario, they say no, but they said yes. They said yes because they weren't able to travel. Mm-hmm. They said yes. And I want to tell you, this is the only episode where I have cried. Not a crier, not, not interested really in that kind of, you know, just not where I am, but um, they were talking and and they had that sister vibe too, Mm -hmm. which we could relate to in terms of how we work together. And so they were talking us through the stress and burnout cycle, and it is a cycle and you need to cycle through it to get rid of all the chemically things that are going on in your body. You need to end the cycle. Of course, in grant writing or fundraising, then the next cycle starts right away. But that's not why we're here today. (laughs) But in the middle of this, they, and I'm trying to remember exactly how it came about, but we were, I don't even know what we were talking about, but all of a sudden they were singing to us the song from um, Moana. Moana. And it was so sweet and delicate. And I was just like, which... I didn't have allergies at the time. And I'm just like, oh, this is, and it was an hour long episode. And usually our episodes are, I don't know, between 30 and 45 minutes. And all I could say in promoting it was, I don't even care how long you think this is, you need to listen to this because they were so warm and engaging and giving. And um, I just remember that feeling. Yeah. I just remember that feeling. There was nothing transactional around it. It was amazing. So that's one of my top five. Yeah. And uh, to be clear, if Kimberly, she put her five together first, if she hadn't have put it on her list, it would have been on because It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. It's something I will forever mm-hmm. remember. So it was, 
It was a moment. And I did what Moana does, which is she turns toward it with kindness and compassion. Here is, I'm going to spoil the crap out of Moana right now. So okay, sorry about that. alert, go for it. Um, <laughs> Moana is trying to restore the heart of Tefiti, which is this uh, green glowing stone with a swirl. And Moana notices that the swirl on the heart of Tefiti matches the swirl at the center of the chest of Teka. And she realizes that she holds in her hand the heart of her own worst enemy. And if she can turn with courage and compassion towards this scary-ass lava monster, she can achieve greatness, basically. So she tells the frickin' ocean, let her come to me. And she strides bravely toward this angry lava monster and she sings her hair in the braid. I have crossed the horizon to find you. So we're not gonna do the whole thing. We break break into song all the time, go for it. (laughs) They have stolen the heart from inside you. But this does not define you. Which is a true description of the mad woman and why she exists. They have stolen the heart from inside you, but this does not define you. This is not who you are. You, and you know who you are. So what's your what's one of your tops? Um, we're gonna go way back to season one, episode five. And I gotta credit Kimberly for saying, girl, you, we need this on our first season. You, you need to talk about this because I know you're obsessed. Um, she is obsessed a little bit. Um, we talked about the book, what we learned from Stephen King's on writing, right? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful book. And again, this is going back to me not normally loving nonfiction books, right? Because for me, reading, I'm seeing a trend here on uh, this. Amanda Day Esquire, huh? You should have people in your life that make you try things that you don't want to try because, I mean, that's within reason, right? So I'm, you, I'm not you going. You did try scrambled tofu once. You did. I and wanted to just again. I know. I did not know that. I want to do it again. Is this the second episode where I'm going to cry? Stay tuned to find <laughs> out. <laughs> but anyway, this is one of those, again, going back to our book club. <laughs> Somebody picked this book, and I, as soon as I realized what it was, and because I'm, first of all, Stephen King is not my favorite author. I've tried to read several of his books. It's just not his genre. Horror, that's not, it's just not my genre, and that's okay, because we all have things we like and things yeah, we yeah. don't. Um, and so I wasn't a fan anyway, and then when I realized it was nonfiction, I was like, yeah, pass. So I just wasn't going to read it that month, because that. There's because two, it was her prerogative, y'all, as there, a grown adult woman. Yes, there are so many books in the world, and I had plenty of others I was going to read. Okay. I'm okay with okay. that. Okay. But the girl who picked it reached out. That was our friend Trish Bachman, and she's like, she texted. She's like, "Have you started it? Do you love it?" And I was like, "Trish, I'm going to be honest. This is not my jam. I'm not going to." And she was like, "For me, would you please get it? Read a couple of chapters. If you hate it, fine." And I thought, "You cannot resist the power of Trish Bachman's charm." You cannot. Kind. And I was like, "Okay, really nice. okay, Trish, for you." And so, yeah, I think I read it in two days. It was so great because it's his memoir. So there's some very, I mean, he was, whether you like King or not, he is a fascinating dude and has had an interesting life, right? And he clearly has a creative mind, Um, but he has so many pointers about writing that you're like, yeah, but he's a novelist. It doesn't matter. He was an English teacher before he was a novelist and he knows his stuff. Yeah. But also we're writing, yes, we're writing grant applications, not novels, but we want our readers to be engaged. We want them to want to keep reading. We want them to keep reading. We want them to understand what we're talking about. So everything he says is super duper helpful. So not only did I read it, I loved it. Of course, I was very passionate during our book club when we discussed it. At the next Grant Professional Association conference, 
I pitched and got picked up to do a workshop all about what I learned from the book. And so talked about it then. And of course, then we talked about it on the podcast. So it's just, you'll see there's a theme here. I get obsessed with things and I like, I really like them. Yeah. I'm looking at the things that are coming up and I'm like, yeah, I think things grow hold of me and I love them. And I want to tell the world. Cause I mean, when you, when you find something you love, don't you want the world to know like, oh my gosh, I found this cool new whatever. And it's like, um, I love clothes and shoes. And so when I found cool deals on those, I have friends that I'm like, if you want the same awesome shirt, $2 off, here you go. Come on. She's a clothes connector. It's yes. true. It's, it's, it's a thing. True. So yeah. So what but you it's, got? A, it's a great book. I mean, yeah, I, 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 that would have been, I think some one that I might've chosen as well, because mm-hmm. the book is just so excellent. So um, in, in the earlier days of the podcast, again, during, in the middle of the pandemic, it was just easier to find people to guest on the podcast. And I was just like, well, the Burnout Sisters came on. How about one of my favorite writers who actually writers of fiction who lives in the town a town very, very near me in the in the metropolitan inside the perimeter of Atlantic area? Because um and her name is Jocelyn Jackson. And she wrote for several years, wrote incredible works of um, Southern fiction. Amanda's probably going to grab some titles. Like three of her, and I think a couple of these are yours. I oh, girl, you know, because this girl will keep the- a book. You will keep a book. I'm like, <laughs> do you want to borrow this book? Five years. <laughs> like that little French guy goes, five years later. <laughs> Still got the book. Bucks, but yes, I have several of hers so, on my shelf. So she switched over to writing thrillers. And so with my little eye, I think it's, it's her, her most recent. I haven't started it yet, but I've got it. And she also wrote Southern fiction, like a grown-up kind of pretty. Um yep. so, but she's an excellent writer. And I also took some fiction writing classes from her. I took two novel writing classes and a novel revision class from her. And she's an excellent teacher. And so I thought because sometimes you can be an excellent writer and not a great teacher or vice versa. Yeah. You know, just the two do not go hand in hand necessarily. And so I just thought it would be great to have her on to talk about telling stories, whether you're connecting through a donor uh, a donor letter, like a direct mail letter, or a long grant proposal for a huge complex federal project, or um, a shorter grant, or whether you're doing something for Giving Tuesday, being able to pull details in a in a in a salient way, in a in a in a readable way, in a respectful way. And so she really went into detail about that. But also, it was just a fangirl moment. I was yeah. like, "Can you just come on our podcast?" And then I'm like. Oh. And I was like texting her how to sign. So yeah, I'm not going to lie. It was a fangirl moment, but she offered some incredible advice and she is super entertaining and she's brilliant. And she actually sits on the board of a nonprofit. So she doesn't, she knows a thing or two about grants in the nonprofit world. So she brought a lot of things to light. Yeah, she was so great. This nonprofit actually teaches um, like college level and other classes in women's prisons to help women Mm -hmm. um, better themselves and have a better chance when they, when they've done their time and they're coming out. Yep. and 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 reaccustoming to the new world so the whole new world so jocelyn jackson season four episode three check it out boom um so here we go back to obsession <laughs> alert obsession <laughs> alert attention attention this is an obsession i mean yes and i will tell you this i'm gonna blame it on a student of mine got me obsessed with this story because mm. um when i um was doing a training for grant management um of course, no good grant management training should be without stories of woe and about, you know, the idiots who 
do so wrong by grants that they end up in jail or in trouble or whatever, right? So I, as usual, are sharing a litany of things like, hey, be not so stupid when it comes to your own grant management, right? And so, and, sure. I, and I always somehow end up talking about books in some way, shape or form when I teach, because again, when you love something, you talk about it. So um, I had a student come up to me on the break and he was like, okay, if you love reading and you, you are fascinated by tales of, you know, Drama and woe. Drama and woe and, you know, mismanagement of things and corruption. Um, corruption. That's the word I'm looking for. He was like, I have a book for you. Um, it's called Bad Blood. And I was like, okay. So Isn't I. Isn't that also a Taylor Swift song? But we're not going to yes. sing it because she's got people. We're it not going to sing it. Was. Now it's in my head. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, so what's funny is so i was like okay so i wrote it down thinking I'll, I'll check this out later well then i get on my flight home and i think i was had been in like california or something so i've got a long flight so i'm checking out um what movies to write to, to watch excuse right. me and there was a documentary with a very similar name and it was because he told me a little bit about what this is about so if you're if we're picking up what i'm putting down what i'm talking about is in season three, episode one, so we started it out talking about Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos. Yep. So on that ride home, I watched the documentary. I was so fascinated that I immediately got the book and read it. Also another nonfiction book. Truth. True. See, look at I'm expanding my horizons left and right. Um, so read it, uh, found a podcast, listened to it. Since then, there's been the Hulu, the Hulu show with Amanda Seyfried called The Dropout, which is fictionalized version of things but still fascinating mm -hmm. if you have been living under a rock and haven't heard about the story basically elizabeth holmes at 19 dropped out of stanford because she had this brilliant idea that she was going to be able to collect just this like a, a drop of blood blood with a finger prick and then with it be able to put it on her machine that was going to be able to test like hundreds and hundreds of diseases so I mean, it's a great idea oh it's a brilliant idea if it works the problem is it never worked and the problem is, as a startup company, I get that you're, for a while, you're, you know, it's like, it, we need money for this idea. But they were still in the creation phase, and she was making it seem as if, as if it, it was, it was a working. working. Thing. And so, like, they had a contract with Walgreens, and she was telling people that they were using her device on the battlefield, and... She was defrauding investors. She was lying left and right about things. When people tried to come to her and say, hey, this is a problem, she and her henchman, Sonny, who, which was the COO, I think was his yep. title, they were like putting the kibosh on things and treating people very poorly. And one man committed suicide and another was in fear for his life. It was just the whole thing is like a drama, lifetime drama movie, mm -hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a true story. Um, and if you follow along with any of that, you'll know that actually she was found guilty and she is now currently in jail for, for her crimes. Yeah. So this episode doesn't take you that far. And why you're like, but Amanda, what does that have to do with grant writing? You know, I know that you're going to wrap it up. I'm we use it as a case study for lessons learned that nonprofits could take back. It's just things like her board trusted her blindly. I'm not saying boards need to be in the nitty gritty day-to-day -day operations of a nonprofit because you do not. But you also, you should see financial statements. That are real financial True statements. True story. You should be allowed to ask questions occasionally of your CEO. For or example, in board meetings. Yeah. So there's there's definitely lessons learned for us in the nonprofit realm. So yeah, I just, I was obsessed. And Kimberly was like, sure, Amanda, go for it. Go and, on. And, and I got thing. to do my episode and I loved it. <laughs>
It's a fascinating story. It really is. So speaking of episodes that I got to do that I love, we're back fangirling again. And um, so this is, but now we're up to season four, episode 12. And this was an interview with a local writer who um, has written nonfiction and fiction. Mm -hmm. And her most recent novel came out just a few years ago and won the Southern Independent Book Association Award. Um, it was, um, which means that it was published at a small press versus one of the big five. And it was an excellent book called, was it The Magnetic Girl? Yes. And um, historical fiction, which is something that I love, but I like historical fiction done right, which means like it's interesting and topical in its own way. Um, but she's also a professor. She teaches creative writing and English at a local university. And so for me, the thrill of having her on was just, she's she's amazing and she's just kooky but she, she knows does. her stuff yeah she does and um talking about research and sort of tying that into the kinds of research that that grant writers and fundraisers need to do to tell their stories to connect to the communities that they serve and how to do it sensitively and she went all in on her historical research for this novel that was set in the um late 1800s in Georgia, like going and hold, you know, going on the property, I think with permission, we're not clear about there that. There was some fence jumping involved. There might have been a fence, but, <laughs> but the idea that you're experiencing yeah. as best you can. Seeing and touching and smelling and all and, and gathering all that data and doing it respectfully. And so that just meant a great deal to me that she came on to do that. And I just think I still stand behind it as a really important message yeah. for us all. So again, that was the interview with Jessica Handler, season four episode 12 yeah she was a lovely guest i love talking with him um so my next one if you're following along we're, we're we've made it to number six yep um season four episode one i like our big like we we try to start off each season with a bang so we try to have a off episode and clearly this tend to be my favorite um this one was entitled let's fix this mess oh yes this was a ranty episode where we basically were just talking about the things about the philanthropic world particularly the grant processes yep. about how portals are issues and grant funders don't seem to take their own applications so they have and no how idea how he goes to white-led um yes. non-profits versus Black-led nonprofits or, pe or other people yes. of color. And how the system is set up to not be helpful to those who probably need the money the most. Yep. So we just we just got to rant and talk about all of these things. And sometimes it really is cathartic just to bleh, and get it out. And we didn't solve the world's problems. And, you know, that's sometimes the first step is we got to call it out. Because sorry. call it out and then either bring on guests or come up with plans and ideas um, to so, to make it better because if all you do is bitch and rant while that can be helpful in the moment it's not going to affect long-term change absolutely so, anyway so, so yeah so so you know not much more to say about that episode except it's just a good one so if you if you're having a moment and you just need to be with some people who are your people who get it go on with some uh season four episode one was Let's that the one where you were you made a picture uh, like i was ranting about something and you know that we you can see oh, the yeah. sound that would there's like a sound measure right device yes. on, on, on the it screen it could have been but it could have been a lot of episodes yeah. to be where it was just big because i was just like i don't think i don't think it wasn't like da, 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 da. i was like oh, there's this thing and there's this other thing blah 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 and mm -hmm. she was like yeah rant ahead so here yeah. it comes here yeah. it comes so here's an episode it's actually a two-parter because 
because I am choosing to do that. So it's um, season two, <laughs> episode six and seven. Well, sometimes our conversations with people, we don't want to stop them because they're so good, but we do try to keep with yeah. our normal time limit. So we're like, and this just was, make it a two-parter. This was an excellent one. Um, I don't know. We I'm also going to throw in another one here because I'm just, because it's our podcast and we, we can do whatever you want. want to do. So this is a two-parter in season two and we open season two with a fantastic two-parter with Vule. So you may know him as nonprofit AF. Yes. Yes, you might. You might. Of the blogging world. So I, there was something, so another favorite. So I'm going to call that honorable mention. Season two was just a big year for getting these people who are doing amazing things coming on our podcast. And it was just like, what? It was lovely. Um, And so, and it's not that we were moving away from that, but things have changed and timing has changed. So this was season two, episodes six and seven, Edgar Villanueva, um, activist, philanthropic um, leader and author of Decolonizing Wealth, which is now in its second edition. Um, And he was, he was such a lovely interview. He is an enrolled member of the Lumbee tribe, which is in Eastern North Carolina, but he's also been, or continues to work. But at at, at the time we talked to him, he had, um, in his career, he had worked for several um, large family foundations in the North Carolina area where I, where I grew up. And really saw it's sort of like seeing both sides of the desk if you will and really taking back well here's how philanthropy got started and they're not great great stories for how families made their money in in the in our country's history and then how they turned that money into family foundations i mean you can imagine there are a lot of people that made their fortunes on slave based operations right mm-hmm. or were doing things cutting um native and indigenous peoples out of their land and all this other stuff but he approached it as yes these things have happened now what can we bring what wisdom what indigenous wisdom can we bring how can we incorporate other ways of thinking about philanthropy and it was just so powerful and i also remember he was doing the interview um in his backyard in brooklyn at the time i believe that's where he lived and you know i was like oh wow are we going to hear like you know, dump trucks and, and it's going to be really loud. Cause I'm always worried about fire engines and, yeah. and it was like little birds and little sounds. And it was just so, such a lovely interview and such an important book. I really, if you haven't had a chance to, and it's not like a polemic, like you're bad, this is bad. This is bad. It's like, here are these things that happen. Here are different ways of moving forward. And I think yep. those are the kinds of things to hold up and let's acknowledge the past, but let's know that we don't have to repeat it. Absolutely. And so I really, really, that was one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. I enjoyed talking to him too. And also another non uh, nonfiction book. I did really enjoy. I'm just saying, I, I think that was one. Say it anymore. And I feel like you can't say that anymore. No, I think it been one of the first ones. I think that was one. I'm like, girl, you have to read this book. And she's like, I'm like, no, read the book, read the book. And you read the book. I read the book. Here's the lesson. Just listen to Kim. Really. Okay, so um, so next up on our list, another from season four. It's season three, four, and two. Well, we did a lot. We did a ton of interviews in that time because yes, you know what? Also, I kind of think it was like we were finding our our own ways as as co-hosting. And I I won't say that it was like oh imposter syndrome, but it was also like oh well, we better bring on 
experts. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we're not saying that we're not going to keep bringing on experts, but we also have a crap ton of experience in our own right. And so Absolutely. anyway, it was it's an, it's, it's, learn it's from a journey. People. It's yeah. a journey. It's a journey. It is. So, so season four, episode 14, we, another interview talked yep. to, uh, the ladies from Pantsuit Politics. So that would be Sarah Stewart Holland and Beth Silvers. Who have a podcast. Who have a podcast called Pantsuit Politics, which is probably hands down, that is the, if I only listen to one podcast, that's probably the one I'm going to listen to for many reasons. Number one, I am not a huge, um, another, another oddity about me. Like watching the news is not how I prefer to spend my time. Like I know some people who are big news junkies. My husband is one of them. So I, I get, I mean, I, I find out important things. We talk about it, but watching the news isn't my thing. But so what I love about pantsuit politics is they cover the highlights. They do deep dives into things. They, it's, they're not talking heads yelling at each other. That's what I love about it. But they it. have different opinions. They do. And sometimes they're aligned with their opinions. And sometimes, and sometimes they're, they're not. not. But they just, it's a different approach to the news. So I love I love that they research everything they talk about. I love just how um, good listeners they are with one another. They just do a lot of things well. And so, and often Kimberly and I, when we're trying to figure out what to do with our podcast, we're like, how does pantsuit politics handle it? What so, pantsuit politics yeah. do? And probably lucky for them, I actually met them when we were at a podcast um, conference yep, years in ago. But I didn't know who they were at the time. Like, I just happened to go to one of the sessions they were on and I liked what they had to say. So I went up afterwards, introduced myself. And that's how I learned about their show. So I did not have a fangirl moment because I didn't know who they were when I met them. But, if I met them now, yeah. it would totally be a fangirl <laughs> moment. So to have them on the show was just amazing. It was, we talked about um, federal earmarks. We talked about having difficult conversations. We talked about TikTok. I mean, we talked about a lot of, things on that episode and it was just great you yeah. know it's very cool when you get to talk to people that you normally listen to that you this time because I talk to them a lot they just don't know that because I'm just talking to them on the podcast she right? does talk to them quite a lot I do and don't you I mean I've heard people tell us that they're like we listen to you in my car and start talking back and realize you can't answer because please keep your eyes on the road and your hands on the wheel just please <laughs> just please trust me so it was just very cool to be able to talk to them because they're you know it's they're just as cool in person as they are on their show in my opinion so and again, I have to come back to their models of let's disagree, but let's talk it through. Yeah. So like if Amanda and I are disagreeing around different issues or something like that, it's not, we don't need to finger point and yell and do and talk over each other. It's let's move these conversations forward because the difficult conversations need to happen to yep. affect change. Absolutely. So let's do that and let's model our behavior so that we, on, on people who are much better at doing that and learn. True because story. you're never too old to learn. Do not let the silver fox hair fool you. You got to learn. I don't know what sound. I don't know what song that was. <laughs> Kimberly song. It's a Kimberly song. An original. No copyright needed. <laughs> um. So my next favorite one is again a two-parter, and um, it's something that it's a theme <laughs> that we've been talking about, and this was something we 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 have co-presented about this. We blogged about this. We talked about this. And this is season five, episodes two and three. The Y in Grants is silent. And so it's W-H-Y instead of the letter Y because we're, and also we totally know that that's not how you spell grants. So just, just <laughs> stop it. And, um, but why are things the way they are? Because when I first got started in grants, I'm just like, okay, well, okay, you want the, you want 12 attachments done. You want this, I have a, a 1500 word limit done. Yeah. done Put your head down, done. do the work, get the grants out, get the money. And then Got after a while, I'm like, y'all are, I'm trying to keep it clean. Y'all are crazy. No, that's not nice either. 
y'all are effed up. Why are you doing things this way? I'm really trying. Why are you doing things? Why? Why do we have to have printouts still in 2023? Why are you not transparent about how you give the money away? Why are you asking us for all this DEI information when your board is like whiter than white, like snow white, like white on rice, like like my um, face in this very flattering light, it yes. is white. Why Why are you doing things that way? Why, why mm-hmm. won't you pay for people to do the programs in the communities that you say? Why? And again, it's like uh, the two-parter was the rant, but then here are some solutions. Trust-based philanthropy we talked about and several other ways engaging in difficult conversations mm-hmm. convince you know in a way that's respectful and it's still something i'm learning and i'm not yeah. perfect and i will not be but it's so important to have those discussions yeah. even if people even if you're not making headway in that moment you're at least starting the work yeah and we understand you can't always you know i had an application this past year that was one of those an original and 12 copies and you basically had to hand deliver it and it was downtown atlanta and but as I am submitting an application on the behalf of my client, that is not the time to say to the funder, this sucks. Why do you do it this way? Because we need funding to support the good work of my client. So we, you know, it's, it's not a very like just shut it from the rooftops, but there are a time, there is a time and a place. Well, and we have a platform to talk yes. about this. And that was one of the reasons that we wanted yes. to start the podcast really Absolutely. seriously. It was to talk about these things. Mm-hmm. And I am at a different phase in my career and I can go in and I can talk to board members. I'm like, you know what, if you're on the board, you need to give. Or if you are a community member on the board and you cannot give because of your financial stuff, have another board member giving your honor. Let's move on. Yep. I am not here. And I can say that now in a way that I couldn't say 20 years ago. Yep. Um, but having re- continuing to raise those issues and push for change, like we identified, um, this is in another episode, but we've mentioned it several times, graneadvisor.org, where you can leave reviews good and bad and Anonymous indifferent reviews. or you can um subtweet to vule about what does he call it crappy funding practices? crappy funding practices he will... you know let's get it out there let's talk about this and let's call people out um Absolutely. on their on their decisions and also hold up great examples which is one of the things we did in part two of the why and grants is silent so again season five episodes two and three that is my fifth favorite episodes I realize that that's grammatically incorrect, but I like Whatever. a two-parter. I like a, I like a multi-series. I like a mini-series. I don't know. Sometimes the topic is just too good to contain in Can't one podcast episode. Call out the issue and then propose different solutions and provide examples. There we go. There we go. So, so Kimberly has shared all of her five. If you're tracking along, that means I'm on my last five, which is the final in our top <laughs> 10 list. This is fun math we're doing here. Um, so... My last one on my list, and by the way, mine are in no particular order. I nah. think yours are too, except for number one. I don't yeah, know. Number, yeah. Number speak. one was number one. But some from season four, episode twenty-two. This was um, just an episode with Kimberly and I it, getting the most from professional conferences. Tales <laughs> from an introvert and extrovert. Oh my god! And I love so many things about this episode. Number one, it was one of those things. It was towards the end of the season. I think we had an. We were trying. Oh, we were trying to get a big interview. And it was one of those where they they never responded to us. So we had that's okay. It happens, and so we had an opening on our calendar, and we were getting prepared to go to the conference. And Kimberly's like, you know what? We should talk about 
like we're getting ready to go to the conference. We're in this mindset. Let's do it. Um, we were out on my back porch. It was a beautiful day. And it was, I think we were both a little slap happy. And so but we it just does happen. And we just talked a lot about extrovert. Let me point the right way. The extrovert, introvert side of things, because how we approach a lot of things, especially very conferences, different. so very different. Very different. And even though we've known each other a long time, we learned some things about each other. I just remember doing a lot of laughing. Mostly you were giggling at some of the things I was saying. <laughs> That's so wrong. No, I would never do that. I think I was talking about like the chat and how like I'm uber active in the chat, especially if like during the pandemic when everything was online, like you're having three day conferences online. I'm actually okay in the chat. Yeah. That's actually that I think that yes. was something that we, we were, may have in common. But it was it was oh my God, getting group activities every okay. night. Which by the way, no, no, <laughs> no. I try not to do that as much just because I'm not in my twenties anymore and girl needs girl. sleep after a conference. Straight so not that I wouldn't like to do that, but yeah, I'm not as active no. in that regard. No, <laughs> not at all. No, but it was just, it was a fun, I just, I I enjoyed recording it. I will always remember it. I hope it was helpful for people. I, I know a lot of people are like, that is the funniest episode. Oh, wait a minute. That was the one where I was talking about for years. I, you were like, you, girl, you, you get sick at conferences all the time. She, hang out with me and, and i would be like i can go to one i'm like i can go to one group dinner again pre-pandemic thoughts and feelings have changed but regardless it's like i can do one high energy group activity one and if i'm presenting or um if like we're doing we will have already done this by the time you hear it, we're the the official podcast of yeah. the grant summit tons of interviews tons of stuff your girl here no. And yeah. even when I was in my twenties and thirties, that was still not, no. it's like, <laughs> like, no. And for years I would just say, I would go out to one dinner and then man was want to one. Let's be clear to me at the beginning. That was not true. <laughs> that is not true. In St. Pete, in St. Pete, we went over that. I was not at St. Pete. So I missed that one. It was one time she did it. I missed it. It was a giant dinner. What's, I and wasn't there. Oh I girl. I don't want to. It was it was <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I don't. I was not at St. Pete because my my. I went to lunch with time. you in Las Vegas. That legit, I was sick then. You were, but that was the first time. It was just you and me. That was the first time we had gone, and that's when you confessed to me the. FYI, I don't hate you. I just can't handle these. Big I can't drinks. do it day, if I've been around people all day long. Even though I enjoy it at night. Yes. I'm like, I just, I, I need to chill and, yeah. and rebuild my energy. Yes. And it was almost, I was like, because I'm an introvert. And Amanda was like, I thought you just didn't like me. And I thought, well, I thought if I told you that I was an introvert, you'd be like, this, I don't want to be your friend. Yeah. And, and it's, it, that's not the way it was. I mean, we were grown women having this conversation. <laughs> it's like, but it was just, that was hilarious yes. to me. And it's not even that, I mean, I do love, I don't mind. I, I do love going out with bigger people, but let me be clear. Part of it is like, my background from like, I moved every couple of years of my life, right? I went to tons of different schools. And so I quickly had to figure out That's how true. to make friends or I was going to be miserable or I'm relying on someone else to come and be friendly. You can just read books all the time and talk to trees. That's actually what I did. Right. Right. So Hello, hi there. And so like, that is just how, like, if I see somebody, especially if I feel like they're alone, I want, I'm like, I don't want you to be alone. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, oh, I'm actually cool over I'm, here. So, which is all you got to tell me. I'm good. Cause I just don't want anybody to ever feel left out. That's, that's just a part of my, as my hangup. It's my makeup. That's my, that's I don't know. Part, but I think that's why we yeah. work well together. Cause yeah. so we're both introverted. Ext 
and and they're different levels and we don't want to get into all that but we're when we're talking about introvert and extrovert it's like personalities versus people who may be dealing with social anxiety disorder or um, some sort of compulsive behaviors or or other things on either end of that scale we're just talking about how we're wired and we're just wired so differently and and our culture in the united states is more leaning toward extroverts but it just oh my god that was that was was such a fun episode it was a great episode so go back if you haven't heard it yet check it out we were silly we were but we also gave you some good tips on how to prepare for both in-person and virtual conferences and also just be okay with how you function and how you work i know we don't i know we don't i know we don't have um a ton of time left but um I'm also totally okay now with saying, yeah, I need to go to the back cave now after a day. And Amanda's like, oh, I get it. And this got really started when we were in Seattle and I was, we were in this beautiful hotel and I was way up on one of the top, I mean, above 440, way up there. And I would just sit and look out over the city like Batman Yes. and I would take pictures and and you, you're like, wow, that's just weird as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Hello. Um, <laughs> so, but, but being friends and partners with someone and in a business working relationship where we're like, yeah, back caving now. And she's like, okay, we're going out to dinner. And I'm like, see ya. Or it also means sometimes when you and I are, you know, we've been hired to come and be presenters for uh, an event and we're going to be a lot of things knowing that when we have downtime, we're going to have to find a back cave corner so Kimberly can have her moment. I'm really good at finding. Yes, it. and so we we find her and we 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 sneak yeah. away and we, we, and come we let Kimberly get recharged. I'd like to think we we have rubbed off on each other in that terms because yes. I'm there. I think we we complement each other, but we also try on some of the other's behaviors yes. and techniques. And so anyway, great episode. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so well, definitely what these ten episodes and working together has taught me is that we have a lot of fun. Yep. We talk to a lot of amazing people. We learn a lot of things. Yep. Hopefully we are trying to better ourselves. We're trying. We're That's trying. all. It's, just, it's just so important to try. It's and so important yeah. to keep trying. And if you join the show and we're not on this list, it didn't mean that we don't love you, dear. Nope. We, every nope. episode, nope. I think, has been. I'm a little selfish and biased, I'm sure, but I think every episode has got some. Y'all, it's all good. Nah. Let's go back and listen to all that, man. It's all, all good. It's all good. Thanks. So. But uh, thanks for sticking with us. For those of you who've been with us either all of season six or since season one or whenever you joined, um, all of our episodes are fairly evergreen. So, oh, yeah, they're up there. Listen, they're up there you can out. go to our website h-a-y-d-a-y services we know that's not how you spell the other word heyday and we don't care it's h-a-y-d-a-y for our names there you go. heyday services and you can listen you can go all you can go yeah. in the way back machine and hey if you want to uh curate your own top 10 episode list we would love to Come know on. what your top 10 list is so drop us, us a line at hello Help. at heydayservices.com we would love to hear it so we are so glad as always, filled with gratitude that you're choosing to spend time with us because you've got a lot of choices. You've got a lot of demands on your time and we're glad that you're spending time with us. If you just can't get enough of that heyday stuff, and I mean, really, who could blame you? I'm just <laughs> um, head on over to our website, heydayservices, H-A-Y-D-A-Y services.com and sign up for our heyday hot takes newsletter. It drops every Friday morning gently into your inbox with short little easy read articles and book recommendations. So and give hot it a go. Takes. Hot takes. How can we not have a hot takes newsletter without hot takes? So there's yeah. that. And because this is the final episode of the season, it'll be a few weeks before we're back in January. And so if you're like, oh, we're going to miss you. 
sign up for the newsletter. You can still see us every week. And don't forget to sign up if you if you really just can't even, you want to get a head start, sign up for our book club, Fundraising Heyday Book Club. And we just, we're just grateful and we're looking forward to what 2024 will bring. Thank you again to our season six sponsor, D.H. Leonard Consulting and Grant Writing Services. We appreciate their support in making grants less stressful. Visit their website, dhleonardconsulting.com to download their latest resources today. So we're so honored you chose to spend time with us today. We're going to see you in January 2024 for a whole new season of Fundraising Heyday. And in the meantime, we hope to see you in the book club. We hope to see you in... um, we see you on LinkedIn. We hope to see you on all the things. Yeah. So we can't think of a better way to start the new year than with you. So uh, we'll see you then. Bye, Bye, y'all.